Welcome everyone to the New Earth Mavens podcast. I'm your host, Fanny. And today, I want to tell you all that I made some bread. For the first time, I made bread. And why is that so significant? Well, I've been wanting to make bread for a long time. And I know it's intimidating. And I've been dancing around it. I got all the stuff that you need to make bread, the books and videos, all of that. But it just seemed so daunting. And then I would feel overwhelmed. I would try something and it would turn out horribly. So this time, and my first bread was sourdough. Can you believe it? A family member brought starter and she showed me everything that she went through. And there's this really good, I think it's a blog. And I'll post it in the show notes because it is just some of the best instructions. I know there's a lot of them out there, but this one, this one I could do. I understood it. I wrapped my head around it and I made myself a loaf of sourdough. And it turned out quite beautiful, I would say. Maybe not the same as what she made when she was here, but it's my first one and it was doable. And of course, anything warm with butter on it is incredible. And I made pasta that evening with some uh, olive oil and balsamic vinegar that we dipped the bread in. And it was remarkable. And I just felt really awesome about that. And for sure, it lifted my spirits. It lifted my self-esteem. Oh, look at me. I can make bread. But what really is the big deal about making bread? Now, unless you've been living under a rock and listening to the news on the radio and the television, we've got a bit of an issue with food coming up. And to say it's a bit of an issue is quite an understatement. I wanted to learn to make bread because it's one of the skills that we're going to need. And if you haven't started considering what is around the corner for us food-wise, I am here to wake you up, sound the alarm, as it were, into becoming more self-sufficient. One of the reasons I live here in the middle of British Columbia is because you can't grow food on the coast. It's just too rainy and not enough sun. And so your peppers don't get big and your tomatoes just get blossom and rot. And it's really, really challenging unless you've got greenhouses. And so one of the reasons that I moved out here, besides the fact that this voice in my head said, get out of the city, get out of the city, get out of the city. And it wouldn't leave me alone. And so we're now out of the city. I'm telling you, I've got the most beautiful beefsteak tomatoes right now. That couldn't happen on the coast. I'm from Ontario. That happened in Ontario, but not in BC. And here it's dry and beautiful, hot, hot, hot. And so I've got some nice stuff going on. I got beans. My strawberries were beautiful. My potatoes, I literally wrecked my potatoes last year. First time, you got to be so patient with yourself, okay? Because this is a big trial and error thing. But this year, my potatoes were beautiful. And so the idea is, is if you can, is to maybe start learning how to become more self-sufficient because you're going to have to be. You might've heard that there's wheat shortages and fertilizer shortages coming. 
And what about all the processing plants being burned down? This isn't an accident, kids. This really isn't. This whole food shortage, famine coming has been organized for quite some time. And no one's coming to save us. So you need to start being able to look after yourself, really. And the whole thing with growing food, well, for fertilizer, you build a compost. And then you have the best fertilizer you could possibly use. You don't put any milk or meat or anything the rats would like. I'll tell you, we've got a beautiful compost and it takes effort, mostly for my husband, but, you know, to turn it and add leaves to it because you have to have a good carbon nitrogen base. If your nitrogen's too high, you're going to get all leaves. I mean, there's an education behind this, but there's a lot of resources out there for it as well. But you grow what you eat. I grew kale because it was pretty. And I took pictures and I'm like, oh, look at the kale. I'm not a big kale fan, but someone told me that you can take the smaller, less tougher pieces of leaves and you cut them up and put them in ice cube trays and then you can put them in your smoothies. They really pack a punch nutritionally. So they're not just for pictures. They actually have some good use. I can't have them in salads happily. They're just too chewy for me. I think that's why baby kale is such a big thing. But anyways, the idea is you grow what you eat. So for me now, it's going to be peppers. It's going to be beans. It's going to be tomatoes. It's going to be potatoes. Um, what else do I have? Oh, I've got a couple cannabis plants. Uh, they really like the heat out here too. Um, but I've got tons of fruit trees here. When we moved in, there were fruit trees. It's not that huge of a property, but we got a cherry tree, two plum trees, apple tree, pear tree, gooseberries, and like all that kind of stuff. So really not just being able to grow food, but being able to preserve it is important to know as well. And it's not that hard to do. I just quit overthinking everything and started talking to people who do this. And of course, online, there's tons of information about it. But not just growing food, but being able to preserve it as well, you know, through canning, through freezing, through dried, dehydrated and powdered like the flour and your dried beans. Ideally, I think you'd want to have three different types of preserved food. I've talked to people who have a ton of things in their freezers we all know what's going to happen if the hydro goes out for any length of time. And it could, right? Canned food, you got to know how to do canned. Now, I got to go back to when, and maybe in another episode, you heard me talking about how my brother, who is brilliant with being able to foresee things, saw this coming. Oh, gosh. What was it? Maybe uh, seven, at least seven years ago. He said something big and awful was coming from the East and he described it in a way that I was absolutely convinced. So I started collecting my end of life supplies, I think is what I called it. And in that though, I got cans, cans of, uh, what was it? That chunky soup, who the fuck eats that shit anymore? It's horrible. Um, but that's, you just got canned stuff, right? Tuna, 
tomatoes for sure, anything, cans, lots of cans, which is all good, but you know, they also expire. But we got a lot of stuff. And one of the things we also got was hunting stuff. So there was that thing that you put in a deer's butt after you've shot it to pull out all of its innards so that you don't contaminate your meat with poop. I mean, it became quite a big effort. There was walkie-talkies, there was batteries, all of that stuff. And now that I'm redoing this, and let me tell you, batteries is going to be a big thing right now. Get your batteries, not shitting you. There's a big problem with batteries. But anyway, so so that was that. And we had to get rid of a lot of stuff. It was way past expired. There was things I wouldn't even think of eating. So it's got to be stuff you eat, right? So when you get more supplies, you get cans of stuff that will last a long time, as they normally do, that aren't dented. As soon as they're dented, it compromises the lining. And then there's a bit of an issue. But anyways, I'm not a Costco person, but we're going to go do the Costco thing and get the big cans of chicken and, you know, a few things, but for sure not the freaking chunky soup. That's just not going to happen anymore. I got a food saver so we could shrink wrap stuff. I got Mylar bags because that's going to be a problem. They've stopped selling that on Amazon. I think you can still get it, but they're going to let the supplies run out. And they're saying that it's because you can't see drugs if someone tries to smuggle drugs, but it's about preserving food. There's a centralized, organized, billionaire idea that they're just going to run everything, uh, but they want us all to depend on a centralized government for our food. This is not a conspiracy theory. This is not a drill. This is actually going on right now. And so I just want to tell you because I care about you. And there's a chance that you haven't heard everything that's going on. But I also have the feeling that if you're listening to this, it's because you do. And so I think that's terrific. At least you understand that there is an issue. As you're buying things in the store for storing, and even in everyday life, stay away from the middle of the grocery store. That's where all the crap is. I saw this photo of people in the 70s. There was not one obese person. And of course, a picture even like 15, 20 years ago, everyone's obese. It's because of that shit that you buy in the middle of the grocery store. You know, people in Europe don't have that problem. It's because it's in the wheat. It's the sugar. It's in everything and plus all the freaking chemicals that they put into stuff that's making your body take on inflammation to a level that is incredible and has this domino effect over everything within your body and your health system. While you're growing food, you also need to learn to keep the seeds. I know, seeds are going to be a problem. So even in a tomato, you see all the seeds in a tomato? You take those seeds, you put them on a paper towel, let them dry out, then put them somewhere dark and cool in a container of sorts, envelope, whatever, dark, cool place, and they'll last, and you'll be able to grow them next year. Peppers are great for that. Watermelon. Watermelon with seeds is the healthiest of watermelons, and I know it's a hassle. I don't get the seeds, but there's a difference in things that have been hybridized to the nth degree. You know, squash. 
is wonderful. It has seeds, but it also preserves really well. I'm not here to tell you how to grow food and preserve and stuff. I just want you to understand that there's a need for it. It's one of those things. It's like first aid. It's like knowing how to shoot a gun and and preserving food. There's things in my life I will regret not doing if all of a sudden we are faced with a situation and and then it's too late. So I don't want to be in those kind of situations, you know, where it's too late and then you're fucked. I just don't want to do that. And so seeds is not that hard. And there's all this information online. And if you want me to talk more about these things, just leave me an email at info at newearthmavens.com and I'll talk more about it. I've known about this stuff for years. I've known it's been coming and it's amazing to actually be sitting here in it. We are in it. The shit has hit the fan. And I'm in Canada and they want to do digital IDs. So we're in trouble. Again, nobody's going to save us, but I pray and I believe in miracles. So let's see what happens. And in the meantime, I'm learning Spanish. <laughs> I mean, cover cover all your bases, right? Yeah, there's there's other things people can do too, like raise chickens. But I think what's going to be a really big deal is to form community. And there's probably people who already have that now. But if you've been in a city and even, gosh, in the last 20 years or so, people just don't even talk to each other. But it's going to be really important to now. Living on a lake, we all know what each person can do. I grow food. Someone else is great at preserving food. Somebody else has chickens. Somebody else, you know what I mean? Everybody's got something. We've already discussed it. What do you have? What do you know? So it's pretty cool. And there's also within our region, there's a group of people who have purchased a grain mill from Austria. So the farmers who grow grain are going to be able to bring it there. So people are already foreseeing and taking care of stuff. Honestly, you do not want to go, oh, fuck, we're fucked. You don't want that because then you're going to be very fucked. Sorry for all the fucks, but for this, I give fucks. Most things I don't give fucks for, but I give lots of fucks about this. They want us to eat bugs, people. In London, Ontario, they built the biggest bug factory in the freaking world. They want us eating fucking bugs. They don't care about us. They think we're livestock. This whole thing with what is a woman and with the kids. The kids are in so much trouble right now with their sexualizing them and the trans bullshit. This is all about transhumanism, part human, part machine. Oh, yeah. Don't even turn away from this. This is very serious. This is where this is all leading. That's why they're muddying the waters about gender, about what is what, who is who. Because then everybody will just all look the same. So enter the transhumans, they're going to look exactly like neither male nor female. They're just going to be. And guess what? They're going to be in charge of us. There's a famine coming, and it's also been organized. 
Every time you see scratches in the sky, X's, O's, whatever the fuck it is, there hasn't been a real cloud in the sky since the 70s. They can make famine by bringing drought. I'm sounding the alarm for you and do with it what you will. But I care about humanity. I don't like humans that much, but I really care about humanity. And that's why I do this. If you listen to the news on television, there is this thick, like a carpet of lies and bullshit that you have to lift up. And there's all the truth is underneath it. I assure you, they're keeping everybody exactly where they need them. Distracted. What's your distraction? I have them myself. But just be aware that what they're doing is intentional. This doesn't have a good trajectory, but people can stop this. It's really important to be aware that this is going on. And you might be too afraid to do anything about it, but there is something. There is something, even in the smallest way. But if you have kids, understand your kids are under attack. They're trying to normalize pedophilia. So, what do you do? You learn to make bread. Believe in yourself. Stay patient. Know that there's a lot of things that we don't know how to do that we really should learn how to do. And just start checking them off. I know how to make bread. And here's the thing. There's things you can learn to do that's going to sustain you and your family through this. The French Revolution ended 20 years of tyranny. It's different this time because it's the billionaires who are in charge. And they've been working on this for a long time. I used to take my son for rides in the car. We used to love that. And I always tell him something that if I wasn't there tomorrow, that I think would be really important for him to know today. And he learned quite a bit. And he loved that he learned it. And so this is kind of what I'm doing here with my podcast. If I wasn't here tomorrow, what would I want you to know that would really benefit your life today? Because I care. I really care. The fucking people in charge, they don't care and they never have. The people that we've been conditioned to believe blindly, people in white coats and uniforms and elected officials and freaking priests and robes and all that bullshit. And they've used it against us. We're going to get through this. But let's not suffer if we can help it. The thing is, there is stuff we can do to mitigate this. The dogs. Oh, my God, the dogs. Everybody got a dog during the lockdown. No one's going to be able to afford them. And the families. Like, really, please pay attention to this. You've got to be able to feed your family. Just for a while, for a month, for a year, give a shit. Because it can save your life at this point. And your family and your poor dogs. You can preserve dog food in Mylar bags. And don't forget to pray. It's not just for the religious. Praying helps. And if enough people pray, miracles happen. That's all I have for you today. Next week, I have 
Sheree Danielle back on, and we're going to talk about manifesting. So that should be a lot of fun. If you've heard our last podcast together, there was lots of shits and giggles, and I hope you're there for that one as well. But in the meantime, please think about what I said. You can do this, even if you don't know what to do. There's a lot of information out there right now. And if you have any questions or comments or want to hear anything further about what I've discussed today, please throw me an email at info at newearthmavens.com. I'm not on the platforms. I'm not looking at comments. I hope they're good, but I'm sorry I'm not there. I don't know how people have the time to do all that's necessary to make this successful. It's very challenging. I've got blogs that are three quarters done. Some are done. Some are old. I just, it's just, oh my gosh, I'm going to try to manifest someone to help me. (laughs) Anyway, so in the meantime, you are loved and you can do this. It's go time, my friends. Bye for now.